Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast. Welcome to Turin. Welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But right now, we're actually at the Eurovision Song Contest and bringing you a flavour of what it's like to be there. So, hello, Matt. Hello. We're not there. We're we're here. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) And we are the morning after, well, the afternoon after the night before. Yes. Because we got in quite late. We are the afternoon after the first semi-final of Eurovision. And we know our first 10 qualifiers. It's exciting. It was a crazy night. It was um, very crazy. Yeah, there's lots of talking points. So we've got content for the podcast at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of the show, though, overall? Um, a lot has been said about the production in Italy. Um, some of that is still valid, I have to say. But when it all came together, it came together. The hosts were serviceable, is the word. I'm not saying they're they're bad in any which way. They weren't amazing. It was just they did the job. They did it cleanly. And, um, yeah, I think it just all came together well enough. They were better hosts than many we've had, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the bar is set low, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, yeah, it sounds like I'm dissing them, I'm not. I, it, it was Actually, Mika impressed me, actually. I'm just thought. happy that we don't have rhyming couplets anymore like we did in Denmark in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> that was truly hideous. <laughs> I mean... The Italians had one job to do, and that is to produce a TV show. And everything that comes before it is all part of the process of putting it together. But the end product is the TV show. And whilst we haven't seen it on TV, we saw it in the hall, and we did see it from a slightly side on view. Our seats were very close to the stage, well, mine were, uh, really close to the stage, but it was a side on view. So I don't actually know what it looks like as a TV show. However, it felt like a great show. I thought the elements came together. I thought the entertainment parts were brilliant. I loved the little Italian disco section. And a little nod to Raffaella Cara yeah. at the end. That was so sweet. Um, and then Diodato. I mean, that just, you know, amazing. I'm so glad he got his moment on stage. In fact, I like the way that's the way they framed it. Like, here he is. He lost his chance to be at Eurovision, and it, and and then that with the song element, and then the whole crowd. I mean, I I was sitting behind you, Monty, mm-hmm. up on a higher tier, and surrounded by local Italians, and they knew obviously every word to that song, shouting it, and I was a bit scared because I thought, oh, I'm going to be the only one crying. I'm going to be like gay, <laughs> gay in the crowd, crying to Fire More. Looked around, no, everyone was crying. Everyone was all the Italians. It, that meant a lot to them. Yeah. And we also got the kinetic sun being kinetic. It actually moved. And I have to say, it is such a disappointment that they haven't got it working because it looked amazing when they moved it. Do you think this could have been the best Eurovision stage? If that worked how it was meant to and planned to, it could have been the best stage in ever. It could have been really up there. It yeah. really could have done because it looked so impressive when it moved. And actually, from where we were sitting, because we had a slightly side on view, we could see some of the LED graphics that would have been on the LED side of the sun. And 
it was just such a shame to have lost those. I mean, yeah, that really, it really is disappointing. I'd be interested to to see how people felt that the sun came across on the screen at home, because obviously we've not seen it yet without having the big prohibited to film the screen <laughs> like we get in the press centre. Um, so yeah. But yeah, it was a good show. It was very enjoyable. And I believe it came in on time. Oh my God, I didn't yeah. think of that, did it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That, that, they bring it all together when they need to. That is the Italian way. It is indeed, mm-hmm. yes. So what are the songs? Well, I think we were a little bit surprised at the first qualifiers to be announced. I I defy anybody to have got 10 last night. We got seven yeah. out of ten because we picked the same ten, so we got the same three wrong. We were wrong on Croatia, we were wrong on Latvia, and we were wrong on Albania. More of those in a moment. But let's talk about the ones that did qualify. So in performance order, because I can't remember what order they came out apart from Switzerland coming out <laughs> first. In performance order, Lithuania is through. I'm really surprised. This is one that surprised me, but I am happy to be surprised. I'm very, very happy for the team. Obviously, we're a little bit close, and we do know Audius in the team. Very happy for them. I'm wondering whether there's a diaspora vote that we were sort of missing. I mean, we know there's a diaspora vote with Lithuania, mm-hmm. but there's more there. And maybe the French vote, because they were, they were voting in last night's semi. Yeah. And it's a very French song. Maybe that just got them going, and yeah. Lithuania tends to pick up votes from the diaspora in Ireland and UK, who are both voting in the second semi-finals. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't expect it to go through at all, but I mean, like you say, I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased for everybody who Mm. got through, obviously. Can I just say, do you know what song has gone to number one in Lithuania today? What song? It's not Sentimentai, as you might think. That's number two. Diodato's number one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It affected them as much as us. <laughs> look, at the, look at the impact of Eurovision. Impact. <laughs> <laughs> the second song to qualify in performance order, but the first one out of the bag, which took me completely by surprise, was Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it is just the simplicity of a song sung well with very little bells or whistles. There was a few nice effects that we saw on the screen in the press centre we couldn't see the screen because we were where we were sat. But maybe it just was the simplicity that chime. I think this is a song that juries would go for as well, though. Yeah, he did sing it really well. Uh, that's another one where you could see loads of stuff on the back behind the sun, which wasn't on screen. I was like, oh my God, no one can see all the rain coming down. There's all yeah. sorts of that. So if anything, it wasn't even a good version of itself. Mm-hmm. But I think when I saw this live, I thought, oh, this is good. Have I made a mistake? Could this go through? When I saw it, only when I saw it live. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it's still a, a complete surprise for me. Ukraine was the next to qualify. Well, I think everybody knew Ukraine was going to qualify. It was a yeah. dead say. It was the, the, the suspense was done yet. What number is it going to be read out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, everyone around me was going mental as well for them. So lots of support, as expected. Netherlands qualified also. Esteem. Mm. And I was at behind some Dutch people who were a few rows in front and the nerves when this was the last one to be called <laughs> out. Oh my goodness. I mean, I thought this was stunning last night. You, again, you got that real sort of 
feeling of the music. It was quite visceral because of the 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 the, the bass comes up quite loudly and vibrates a little bit in the in the arena, just like it did in Amsterdam when I was there. I was really quite surprised. It's not quite as quiet a song as you think it is. No, it's not. And she got emotional at the end, and I think that just helped to the songs. Like, yes, you've just nailed that performance. Mm. Yeah, great, great to see the Netherlands there on Saturday. Moldova. This is probably the song that went biggest in the hall, I think. Did it? Blimey. <laughs> it was a party, you know. I think it, it followed slow songs or, yeah. you know, seen as in a sea of slow songs. So it was a party anthem and everyone was up for it. I'm wondering, did this win last night? Win the semi-final? Yeah. It may have done. I mean... Uh, this year is just so difficult to know anything. I mean, you know, look at these qualifiers for a start. It certainly was the party moment. You mm. could sense that people were ready to get up and dance. You know, they were like coiled springs. <laughs> <laughs> they were pent up. But yeah, it was it was a great moment in the hall. And yeah, fair play. I think that this is the only band that has qualified three times for the final. We've got groups that have performed more than three times from the oh. olden days of Eurovision. Peter Sue and Mark from Switzerland is one that springs to mind. But since we've had the qualifications, I think this is the only Eurovision act that has qualified three times for the final. That is no mean feat. Yeah, absolutely. So next up was... Oh, Matt, it's your favourite. Portugal. Mm, I, I know that we predicted it was going to go through... But when I saw it live, I thought, oh no, I've made a mistake. It's not like, not because I didn't, it, I just, I just thought, no, it's so, it's after Moldova, it's lost. But for me, and I knew it was coming, so I was ready for it. But yeah, I'm glad that people connected with it because I just, I did cry a little bit. I was like, oh my God. And I looked around, I'm like, no, I, I am the only one that's crying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but very happy for them. I wasn't sure, but uh, yeah. Very happy, and that I don't think they were they would celebrate it like they just won the lottery because you could see it. I don't think they were expecting it. Oh, okay, I didn't see the celebration, but I'm so pleased they got through. I think I was a bit more confident about this one than you were because it just had that gorgeous lilting quality to it. And there's a lot of people have said this is you know one of my favorite songs this year, so I knew it was going to get support not universal, but you know, good support. We had a break then in performance order. We had four songs in a row. No, three songs in a row which didn't qualify. And then the next one was Iceland. Again, similar to Portugal. Um, I just thought it would be too lightweight for the Eurovision ear. But no, they loved it. They went for it. And that performance is it is quite stunning. They are in time with every little movement, head, head tilt. Yeah, I can't explain. Well, I can explain it. It's a great song, but yeah. I just didn't think... You... And they're family as well, so, you know, there's, there's that years of being in tune with one another. Well, apparently, I don't know how true this is, but there was technical issues in the jury show mm-hmm. where their ear pierces, ear monitors wasn't working, mm-hmm. and they couldn't hear each other, but they're like, eh, you know. Well, just, I guess they're so used to singing together as a, yeah. as a, as a group, aren't they? So, I mean, I'm so pleased for them. I really didn't think this had enough to qualify... But, you know, after the interview that we had with them earlier in the week and their their incredible support of LGBT communities, I'm just really, really happy for them. We're going to get that trans flag waving on Saturday Night Final. Yes, excellent. Next up was Greece. And just a simple, stunning performance, I thought. Yeah, my, my thoughts have not changed on this. It just looks epic in the hall. Now I've seen it, I'm like, yeah, that's big. 
Mm. Um, yeah, haven't changed my mind. It's coming across really well. It's coming across like a top ten. Finish oh me. yeah, I yeah. think so, definitely. And then more fun from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Subwoofer go down very well in the hall, as expected. Of course they would. I don't know. I, th- I think another top ten, maybe for Norway as well. I think so as well. I mean, it's just joy in its silliness and it's fun. It is, it is. Did you see, there were some pictures circulating uh, social media about DJ Astronaut and who it might be. And there was a picture of last year's entry, Tix, wearing the suit outside of a studio. And we're thinking, was that a picture at Eurovision? It looked very Torino in the background. Well, wasn't Tix the DJ in the Eurofans club last night? Oh, was he? I think so. Somebody said he was DJ. Oh, we should probably know that because so, we were there. <laughs> I think that the that was a bit of a misnomer to ah. put people off a scent, to make people think it was ticks, but actually it it's not. He was just there for the DJ set and to be supportive, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's probably more likely. I think that's the case. <laughs> I think that's the case. Obviously, rumours are still swirling about the identity of the wolves, mm-hmm. and we know who we think it is, but we're not going to spoil that surprise. If you haven't seen on Twitter... They've done an amazing spoof cover version of Dolly Parton's Jolene singing Turin, Turin. <laughs> and it's brilliant. The, they just nail it. They, they, they just pierce the fan bubble perfectly. And it is so, so clever. Check it out if you can find it. So one more qualification space and that went to Armenia. Yeah, and I'm happy about this one because I thought this was one I was a bit unsure about. But I thought the staging had enough. Um, and interesting, I, I, we, we weren't sure how they did the staging and it's clear to us now we've seen it, it's loads of stagehands turning her around yes. right before she does the reveal onto the stage. When we talked about it in the rehearsal, I did say that I wasn't sure mm. which way she faced the audience and whether the whole set rotated and that's right. So the front of the set is to the audience while she's singing and then it turns around, they literally move the set 180 degrees and then she comes out through the porthole still facing the audience the problem as an audience member particularly if you're in the side seats is that you didn't see any of it the only bit we saw was when they rotated the set around that's the only time we saw for a brief moment and then she was obscured by the set again I mean it's for TV. Yeah. The vast majority of people who see this are going to be on TV. There's only, what, 7,000 people in the crowd? So, you know, it doesn't really matter what's going on in the arena. But I think if you didn't hadn't seen the rehearsal and then you saw that qualify, you would have been, well, well what? I mean, we didn't see anything. <laughs> what qualified? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad they did. I mean, this was a... Um, a nailed-on qualification for me. I thought this was always a dead cert to get through. So that was our 10 qualifiers. But we did lose some songs. One in particular I'm very disappointed with. And it's one that we had on our top 10, Matt. And that was Albania. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. And I'm kind of thinking of the reasons why we lost them. And we can speculate, but I think going by that performance that we saw, it was quite shouty. So I think that's too shouty for the jury vote. Mm-hmm. So she was, and we heard that she was quite shouty in the jury show. And maybe that 
the sexiness and the risque nature of the performance was maybe too much for the telly voters. So she just got knocked down from each vote. And it wasn't enough, clearly. I don't know. I think that's the only thing I can think. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely loved the performance. I thought it had energy. And even watching it back, it is one we have seen on YouTube. And I thought it was great. But it was quite sexual. Um, which, I'm, I mean, we're not prudes. It's fine for us. <laughs> but maybe that did put um, televoters off. Somebody said on social media today, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said it was almost like she was yelling instructions towards the end of a very energetic body pump class. <laughs> and you've got to, oh my God, I've got to do my squats. <laughs> So yeah, we're disappointing to lose Albania. The rest, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I think most of the rest are songs we didn't expect to get through anyway. Latvia is a bit of a loss to the final, I think, because yes. of the energy that it brings. And that, that one shtick is what killed them off. But also, we heard the BBC had to apologise last night. Uh, because the crowd shouted out, Pussy! <laughs> So there we go, the first semi-final. Now, what we are going to do is we are going to take a little break for ourselves. We're not going to bring you a podcast on Thursday, but we will bring you a podcast on Friday about the second semi-final. But that means that we have to nail our colours to the mast now and predict what is going to qualify from the second semi-final. I'm ready. I can do it. This is the hardest yeah. task, I think. <laughs> Look at us getting three right this time. I know, <laughs> I know. I think that you can make a case either way for every single one of these songs in the second semi-final, and I just don't know which way it's going to go. But I have written ten down. So you just go, and I'll I'll go with you. So, yeah. so I'm going in performance order, and my first qualifier is Serbia. Yes, agreed. Serbia, I, th- I just think she's stunning, as we've mentioned. My next qualifier is San Marino. Yes. Okay, two. Agree. My next one is Australia. Yeah, easy. Oh, okay. Because I think the voice is just there and the jury is going to love that. Yeah. The next one I have, and this is one of the ones I'm less confident about, is Cyprus. Yes, absolutely. I feel exactly the same. It's there because I think it's got enough... But that vocal has to be on point. It's If this doesn't qualify, I won't be surprised. Yeah, exactly the same. The next one I'm going for is Ireland. No. Oh, we differ. Yeah, I think we'll come on to the one that I think mm-hmm. we, we go on. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have a qualifier. I just think Brooks brought it together enough to scrape into the final. Next one I have is Estonia. Yeah. Yeah. Next one is Romania. No. Oh, okay. So the next one I have after that is Poland. Yeah. Sweden. Yeah. And the Czech Republic. Yeah. Okay, so we agree on eight. Eight. Right. What do you have in instead of Ireland and Romania? Instead of Romania, I've got Finland. I know it's a mess, but I think they'll pull it together, and I think it stands out because it's so rocky Mm -hmm. and great. I think that's in. I... Swapped out Brooke and Ireland because of last night and seeing Ronella. Ronella is that kind of powerful, you know, big personality, not necessarily likable. And I think Brooke has that same quality. And I just think voters, as much as I love the song and I love her, and my it's in my personal top ten and would be qualifying if it was up to me. 
I don't think the voters, conservative voters, are going to be getting it. So I've swapped her out and put in Malta. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> that song, it is absolute pop 101. It's got no edges to it at all. It's the smoothest of smooth, but I think it's qualifying. Well, I can make a case more for Finland. In fact, Finland almost made my list. I took it out because the early songs didn't qualify from the first semi-final. Yeah. So I just think it, you know, again, it might get overlooked being at the start. But then there are lots of Rasmus fans. Mm, maybe I should have put Finland in. I'm going to stick with my ten, but Finland there. Yeah. The other one, Malta, on the other hand, yeah, I, that's definitely not in for me. I feel like there needs to be a wild card it, 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 of my choices. But Malta would be fairly wild. I think it, there's, well, you know, so was Switzerland last night. I well, think, that's so. true. I just, yeah, I'm quite confident of that. I, might. <laughs> I was confident of nine of my ten last <laughs> yeah. night and I got seven. So there you go. So there you have it. There are our predictions and we have eight which we agree on and two that we differ. So let's see what happens tomorrow night. Mm. So Monty, we have been around and about Italy for a while now and we're going to do our Italian phrase of the day again because you've got <laughs> you've got a good one this time, which is quite timely considering what went down last night. Yes, the phrase of the day is La figa piace a molto, ma il cazzo piace a tutti. La figa piace a molto, ma il cazzo piace a tutti. Well, that's a long one. Yeah, it means... Some people love pussy, but everybody loves cock. <laughs> and we can see from last night that not everybody loved pussy. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I hope the BBC don't get to hear this episode. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam was yesterday's interview, thank God. <laughs> so that's it for us today. And we will be back on Friday with a rundown of the second semi-final. We are going to take a little break and enjoy a bit more of Turin. We are, but you can contact us still. We are still contactable here in Turin. You can get us on Twitter, at Second Cherry, Instagram, Second underscore Cherry, and on Facebook, Second Cherry Podcast. And you can email us on hello at secondcherry.vision. That's hello at secondcherry.vision. We hope to see more of you in and around in Turin. Shout out to the guys from the Eurotrip podcast who we saw in Milan on Monday. And also a shout out to Doris, DJ Bus Replacement Service on Twitter, <laughs> who we saw in the Euroclub last night. And it was an absolute delight to meet you all. We're having fun everywhere we go, Monty. Yeah, we certainly are. We'll see you on Friday. Take care. Bye. Bye.